Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, February 17th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Parents in rural communities often struggle to find childcare, leaving them with tough decisions. I mean, talk about panic. We had no idea what we were going to do. We'll examine how the lack of childcare access is making it more difficult to attract young families to small towns in just a few minutes. The U.S. Department of Justice will pump more money into programs designed to prevent violence. Attorney General Merrick Garland is making that commitment after attending a conference yesterday in St. Louis. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Garland was in St. Louis on Thursday morning for a Department of Justice-sponsored conference on violence prevention strategies. That's a trend in crime fighting where community activists try to prevent people from committing violent acts. Garland says that work is vital for keeping cities and towns stable. Everyone in this country deserves to feel safe in their communities. Every person on every street in every neighborhood deserves to feel protected. Garland says his agency will offer up $100 million for organizations trying to stop violent crime. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Ferguson's police chief is resigning. Frank McCall will officially leave the job one week from today. He's led Ferguson's police since 2021 after spending more than a decade with the department in Berkeley. The city says Captain Harry Dilworth will be the interim chief. An East St. Louis Early Childhood Education Center could be a model for others throughout Illinois. That's if state lawmakers approve Governor J.B. Pritzker's $250 million proposal for universal pre-K and raises for child care workers. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. Pritzker said Wednesday at the State of the State Address he wanted Illinois to expand free preschool. 20,000 new children would be covered by the plan over the next four years. The governor touted his proposal at the Vivian Adams Early Childhood Center in East St. Louis Thursday. That school already offers free, full-day pre-K, which is why Pritzker hopes others can copy their model. Principal Melanie Hood told the gathering it's important to offer quality education for all. You know from personal experience that the following African proverb is true. It takes a village to raise a child. Despite the free option, the East St. Louis School District says there are still a few kids in the area currently eligible to attend preschool that don't. In East St. Louis, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Charles has shut down another water well and is encouraging residents to attend a public hearing to get more information from the Environmental Protection Agency. The city detected contaminants in another well in the Elm Point well field, but says the drinking water is safe. Six of the seven wells in that area have been shut down. St. Charles is purchasing water from the city of St. Louis. The EPA has been testing the wells and says Ameren is the source of the contamination. The federal agency will hold a public meeting next Thursday. A Washington University study finds racial discrimination is linked to depression among college-educated black Americans. Researchers asked more than 500 black people about their experiences with racism and if they've been treated for depression. Associate Professor Daryl Hudson is the lead author. He's surprised to find discrimination could potentially outweigh some education benefits for black Americans. The assumption usually for public health is that you get more education, more income, and your health will improve. But in this particular case, that doesn't necessarily bear out. 
Hudson says depression is just one negative health outcome of discrimination. A large-scale work of public art created by St. Louis and Damon Davis commemorates Mill Creek Valley, a predominantly black neighborhood city officials raised in the 50s to make way for highways and other development. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The work is called Pillars of the Valley, and it's adjacent to City Park, the soccer stadium in what's now called Downtown West. It includes 15-foot granite pillars and a detailed map of house lots where 20,000 St. Louisans lived before officials forced them to move and demolish their homes. Damon Davis told St. Louis on the Air he wants to educate young people about a thriving black neighborhood that many have forgotten. There was an ecosystem of blackness in the center of St. Louis, and I never heard it. It was, it was mind-blowing to me, and I want to make sure that, that no other kids grew up like me not knowing about this place. Davis plans to extend the monument a mile west to Harris-Stowe University, making note of historic sites like the Booker T. Washington Theater, which were destroyed. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. The need for quality child care is worse in rural areas than heavily populated sections of the country. As Harvest Public Media's Excret Nunez reports, rural parents often drive miles away to a daycare or leave their jobs altogether. It's pickup time for the kiddos at the Stillwell Schools Daycare in Stillwell, Oklahoma. Bye-bye. All the children here have parents who work for the small-town school. The district opened the daycare in late 2019 in an effort to try and recruit new teachers. We have people that would love to work at Stillwell, but they've, they've told us that they can't take the job because we don't have daycare. That's Matthew Brunk, the assistant superintendent at Stillwell Public Schools who helped start the daycare. Brunk says he proposed the idea to the superintendent after he and his wife moved to Stillwell and had a difficult time finding any childcare in town. So, I mean, talk about panic. We had no idea what we were going to do. The lack of daycare in Stillwell isn't unusual. Nearly 60% of rural families don't have access to childcare, according to a 2018 study by the Center for American Progress. Childcare is a key issue for rural development and really speaks much more broadly to general workforce attraction and retention. That's Shoshana Inwood a rural sociologist and an associate professor at Ohio State University. She says the lack of childcare in rural communities often forces parents to make tough decisions. When families don't have access to childcare, somebody needs to leave the workforce or to stay home and take care of the children. So that's sacrificing additional household income. But not only does a lack of access to childcare have a financial impact on families, it can have an emotional toll too. Ashley Fikowski is a mom of three living on the outskirts of Rolla, Missouri, where she says the only childcare options she would be comfortable with are at least an hour away. We were really surprised having moved from St. Louis that there was no childcare um, unless you went through a church. Fikowski stayed home and planned to re-enter the workforce in 2020 when her first child was in kindergarten. But then she learned she was pregnant with twins. I mean, the decision kind of made itself, but I really struggled with it a lot, especially at first. I was like so ready to return to work. She and her husband are now hoping to move out of their small town to be closer to family and childcare so she can go back to work. Vykowski and her husband's struggle isn't unique. 
nearly 30% of Missouri parents reported leaving a job or not taking a job in the last 12 months because of issues accessing childcare, according to a U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation report. It's a nationwide issue that most recently grabbed the American Farm Bureau Federation's attention. Emily Buckman is the Director of Government Affairs and specializes in rural affairs for the organization. She says after hearing concerns from young families across the country about the lack of childcare access, the Farm Bureau put it on its list of Farm Bill priorities. They see it as one of those elements that is kind of a make or break for folks wanting to live the rural life. But there's no clear solution. Inwood of Ohio State University says creating quality and accessible child care goes beyond building more daycares. There's still the issue of how do you pay for that labor? Because child care workers themselves are some of the most underpaid um, workers out there who don't have good benefits. Back in Stillwell, Oklahoma, Matthew Brunk says the daycare currently has a wait list. We don't want anybody that's great for our school system and great for our kids to turn down a position because lack of child care in the community. So the district will soon open a new facility and expand from 12 to 20 kids. I'm Excaret Nunez, Harvest Public Media. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains. Before wrapping up, a Hall of Fame broadcaster who spent 12 years with the St. Louis Cardinals as a catcher has died. Tim McCarver joined the Cards at 17. He was part of three world championship teams in the 1960s. He started as a broadcaster in 1980 and went on to call multiple World Series. McCarver received a star on the St. Louis Walk of Fame in the Del Mar Loop in 2014. To have it in St. Louis, a town that I feel is as is, is close to St. Louis as I do to Memphis, 290 miles south of here. And Memphis, of course, my hometown. This is, uh, this is really something. Tim McCarver was 81. The Cardinals have not provided a cause of death. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.